Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. So my guest for this episode, well, he, he's been successful in every business and broadcast that he's taken on. He's also been banned from appearing on CNN and ESPN when he was at Fox Sports Radio. He hosted the most successful morning show there. And now, along with my buddy Buck Sexton, he has been tasked with taking over for the great Rush Limbaugh. His name is Clay Travis. He is the co-host of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. He also founded OutKick. He just sold it to Fox for a lot of money. So, you know, he's doing pretty well in the financial department. I'll tell you that much. But before he got into to all the media stuff, he was an attorney. He's written best-selling books. I mean, the guy has just done so much, but he's also hilarious. He's incredibly smart, and he's not afraid to take a controversial opinion if that's what he believes. So this is going to be a really fun and interesting conversation. We're going to talk about a whole host of things from his media career to the insanity of today's world. I'm going to ask him because he is also a filthy, unvaccinated person like myself. I'm going to ask him, is he lining up to get his monkeypox shot soon? Because, you know, that's the next big thing. We're also going to talk about dudes pretending they're girls and playing in women's sports. How does that change sports? We're going to talk about all this critical race theory and woke stuff in sports as well. Also, Joe Biden, get his take on the most disastrous administration, maybe in American history. He's a history buff. So we're going to ask him about that. Again, Clay Travis, the co-host of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Hugely successful. Super interesting. This is going to be a great conversation Buckle up, and I hope you enjoy the ride. So, Clay, I was looking through your bio, 
How many jobs do you have right now? So I saw you, you co-host the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, which is massive, you know, nationally syndicated all, all across the country. You founded OutKick, Fox Bet Live, Fox News. Am I am I missing anything else? Um, I would probably say the most difficult one is uh, dad of three. Um, so uh, three relatively young kids, meaning that, you know, they're not completely uh, out in the world on their own. No, I mean, I think that's it. You know, I, I, I run OutKick, uh, which is a website, one of the biggest, uh, you know, sports-ish uh, websites in the country. Uh, got the biggest radio show in the country. Do a lot of hits on Fox News. Uh, Fox Bet Live is in its fourth year. Uh, that's a sports gambling show. Uh, I guess I could add, uh, you know, I do uh, travel for college football. I'm on the road for 14 or 15 straight weeks uh, for the Fox uh, sports big noon kickoff show, which is on uh, every Saturday morning um, on the main Fox network affiliate. Uh, and uh, yeah, so, uh, so th- there's a lot of different jobs out there. I love them, uh, but it means uh, every day sometimes feels like a uh, whirlwind. And then, like I said, Lisa, I've got a 14 year old, I've got an 11 year old and I've got a seven year old. Uh, so uh, for instance, during tomorrow's radio show, I was talking to Buck off the air and I'm like, hey, my kids have a half day. They finish school tomorrow. Um, and I was like, I want to duck out for, you know, 30 minutes of the radio program to go be able to pick them up at the end of their uh, school year, uh, which is kind of a big deal. So, uh, so yeah, balancing act. I got a uh, seven-year-old uh, Little League championship game tonight. Um, so uh, that's uh, on the horizon tonight. But see, that's awesome that you do that because, you know, my dad uh, was always successful, worked really hard, but family was always first and he's never missed anything that was important. Like I played sports growing up. He, you know, and I did travel league for field hockey and, you know, lacrosse and all that stuff. And he always, he was my coach for basketball and he never missed a single game. And I, I think that's something that probably stands out to me with him as my dad than anything else of just always being present. So I think that's really cool that you make time despite the fact that, you know, you've got all these huge jobs in front of you. Yeah. I mean, I think the question is, it's great to have success in your career. um, But ultimately if your kids don't think you're doing a good job as a dad or a mom, I, I would find it really hard to be that pleased with any kind of success you might have in your professional endeavors. So Um, I also just think it kind of puts everything into perspective. I mean, every day I give my opinion on a huge variety of subjects. Um, People can agree or disagree with it. Uh, But I've talked with uh, my wife was one of the first people to diagnose this. Like I've fortunately never been to therapy. And she said, the reason why you don't need therapy is because you get to say exactly what you think for three hours every day. And then at the end of the day, like you have no weight on your shoulders. And uh, it's why I do think I have, kind of the best job in America because I I feel like there is such, and I know you know this too, Lisa, uh, a huge percentage of people out there that have jobs where they don't feel like they can say what they really think. And that's why the number one thing that I hear from people when they come up to me when I'm out and about is, thank you for saying what you say. I agree with a lot of what you say, but I don't feel like I can be public in the same way that you are. Um, and that's why I feel like we have such a privilege to be able every single day uh, to share our, our opinions on a wide variety of topics that are of utmost significance in the world. Well, very blessed. And, and, and especially increasingly in today's society, as you mentioned, I mean, people legitimately could be fired from their jobs if, if they talk about their actual opinions, especially if they're conservatives. 
So how do you, you know, you're a dad. How do you explain today's society to your kids? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a serious uh, it's a serious question. Um, and so, so first of all, I say to my kids, and I think this is a good advice anyway. I mean, judge dad uh, as they get older based entirely on how I do as a dad, because I have kind of a non-traditional job. And as you get older, people are going to say positive or negative things about me. But that doesn't really should never impact what you think of me, because my job with you is to be a dad and my profession doesn't matter. Uh, But what I tell my kids is uh, I want you to uh, there's this great piece of advice that, that I picked up on. And it sounds simple. But when I was a kid, one of my idols was Davy Crockett um, because I'm a big history buff and Davy Crockett's from Tennessee and I I live in Tennessee and obviously grew up here. And Davy Crockett's life motto was be sure you're right and then go ahead. Um, And by the time I share any opinion publicly, I have worked through and I think it helps to have a legal background, all of the different angles of an argument. I could flip and argue the opposite side as good or better than almost anybody who is going to attack me for my opinions. Um, And that's because I've thought through everything. And I just want my kids to be confident enough. And I'll give you a little analogy. Um, Last year, or I guess it was maybe two years ago, my youngest kid who was in kindergarten at the time was playing baseball for the first time. And they were teaching them the bases. And, you know, here's first base, second base, third base, home plate, pitchers now, like, all the different positions on the field. And uh, the question was, where is, uh, where is the pitcher's mound? And all the kids happened to run to home plate. Like every single kid went to home plate, except my son, who was five, and went to the pitcher's mound. Uh, and I loved that, and I hope it's a metaphor for his life as he becomes older. He was confident enough that he knew what the pitcher's mound was that he didn't follow everybody rushing to home plate. And I feel like a lot of our culture, Lisa, is people who aren't confident enough in their own opinions that they just follow wherever the herd goes. And so I'm trying to teach my boys what I think is one of the most important lessons in all of life, which is think for yourself and don't spend a lot of time looking over your shoulder to see whether or not people are following you just make the right decision. And, you know, that, that little metaphor of learning the, the positions on the baseball field and being willing to go where everybody else was not, you know this, Lisa, it, a lot of people would rather be wrong and be covered by the masses than be wrong and be standing out by themselves where you become a target. And I think you have to be comfortable with people calling you out. And certainly in my industry, I was like the only person in the world of sports who was saying, hey, we can play COVID safely. Kids are not going to die if they get to play Little League Baseball. Um, It was a lot uh, safer to be a part of the herd who was saying, oh, my God, we've got to cancel everything. But those people were wrong. Um, And I would have owned it if my opinion had been wrong. And it was a significant thing uh, to argue that, hey, kids need to be in school and kids don't need to be wearing masks and we need to be able to play every sport. But I think being confident in my own opinion and analyzing all the data and everything else was what made me comfortable to stand outside of the herd 
uh, like my kid did when he was uh, in you know kindergarten learning all the different positions on the field. No, you must have been a proud dad with that. You know, I was very lucky because both my parents taught me to be independently minded. My dad was an attorney as well. So I don't know if it's sort of that similar mindset that he taught me to sort of game through everything and to think for myself and to speak freely. So I was very fortunate to have been raised by them as, as your parents seem to be fortunate to have been raised by you and in, in teaching them this thinking. But, you know, to your point, yeah, during COVID, I mean, we saw such group think and you know, I kind of stuck my neck out there with the vaccines as well, because just like you I was looking through the data, a lot of it didn't make sense. What we were hearing on you know, TV, what we were reading did not make sense throughout the entirety of COVID. But, uh, you know, even more so with the vaccines. And I saw that you are also a filthy, unvaccinated person. Yes. Uh, are you lining up to get are you lining up to get your monkeypox uh, <laughs> shot anytime soon? <laughs> I, um, you know, this is uh, I, I just am so fired up about the idea that we've ever required anybody to get these COVID shots and cost people their jobs. Um, no, I never got, I look, I got COVID in November of 20, the first time the alpha version. And then I got the remix uh, Omicron version in, uh, in January of this year. And um, so when I got the, when I got knew that I had natural immunity, I knew that all the data reflected uh, prior to Delta and Omicron and everything else that there was no basis to require me to get the COVID shot, that it was worthless. Um, and so not only have I made that decision for myself, but I'm not going to get my kids the COVID shot, right? Um, you know, if they become college age or have to do it for school-related reasons when they're, uh, you know, getting older, maybe. But my 7-year-old and my 11-year-old, uh, I think that's crazy. Uh, and so, yeah, I was comfortable – uh, standing out uh, against that. I felt like I needed to speak out for a lot of people who didn't have that option necessarily because I was fortunate. I've got a home studio. I've got the ability to do things out of my house. Um, you know, if I was a teacher and I needed to make a mortgage payment or I needed to take care of my kids uh, or a police officer or something like that, I think I would have had to do it, right? Because most people aren't independently wealthy enough, which is why when the Joe Bidens of the world say, hey, this mandatory vaccination worked. Yeah, of course. You know, and also, by the way, holding a gun at someone and demanding their cash out of their wallet, it works. That doesn't make it right. Um, and so uh, so th that that was another example I thought of making a decision that was right for me personally, uh, based on my own health uh, parameters, but also was a lot different for uh, a lot of people didn't have that option. And I felt like being one of the people who was willing to stand up for them was important. Quick commercial break. More with Clay Travis on the other side. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from 4Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Oh, I 
OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Do we engage in groupthink as a society more today or was it just more pronounced during COVID because of the fear aspect? I think of we it? do it more now. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the reason why we do it more now is social media uh, basically demands a consensus opinion, because if you don't have a consensus opinion, then the people who are a part of the consensus opinion will come after you and try to tear you apart. And I think that has led more people to be afraid. And it could be people who are in public figure positions like us or people on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever it is. Um, I think there is a rush to consensus. And I think that was epitomized by COVID where I think we rushed to the worst possible consensus opinion uh, rather than actually look at the data and uh, allow that to, uh, to lead us. Because I think COVID beyond a shadow of a doubt, the way that we responded in the country is our biggest public policy failure since Vietnam. And what they both have in common is all of the experts told us we had to do Vietnam, go to war, uh, or else communism would continue to spread and go everywhere. And we were told we have to lock down or else COVID's going to overwhelm us and overwhelm the hospitals. And I think both of those consensus opinions are the most disastrous 
uh, of the last uh, you know 70 years of American life. Well, I mean, it definitely tested society, tested people, tested our institutions, tested if we're even a constitutional republic, and also just seeing where you know, some leaders in the country want to take us, take us more to tyranny. But, you know, a lot of people were afraid to speak out because they were worried about getting trouble as uh, getting in trouble, as we pointed out. I mean, you've spoken out in support of ESPN broadcaster Sage Steele. She's following a lawsuit against the network because she was sidelined because she made comments against her, her company's vaccine policy, just making a different point of view than some people on the network were espousing, and it landed her into a, in a lot of trouble. Talk a little bit about that case. She's suing. What do you think will happen, and what are the uh, ramifications of it? What do you think it could lead to? Well, big picture, to me, what it references is I came out of sports, right? So I was just your average guy who's a big sports fan, um, and increasingly sports collided with politics. Um, and so you had to have an opinion on Colin Kaepernick, and certainly COVID really took that to an entirely different level. What I saw happening in sports that was scary to me was ESPN in particular, which is the big dog in sports opinion, was allowing far left-wing political opinions and encouraging and enabling and rewarding people who embraced far left-wing opinions while oftentimes firing people for, quote-unquote, conservative opinions. And my big thing is, I'm a First Amendment absolutist. You may have seen my clip several years ago where I went on CNN and said the only two things I 100% believed in, and I've been saying that on the radio for a long time, uh, was the First Amendment and booze. And <laughs> CNN lost their mind when I, I said it. I did see uh, that. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, look, the reality is when you say you're a First Amendment absolutist, it kind of just gets lost in the cliche. And so uh, I, I thought that was such a, you know, uh, a fun and absurdly uh, perfect way to epitomize that. And by the way, the funny thing about CNN getting so triggered by me saying that was Hugh Hefner died shortly thereafter, and they lionized him as a hero. And I'm not sure there's ever been anybody that supported the First Amendment and boobs more than Playboy founder Hugh Hefner. So that dichotomy there was really kind of fascinating. But I'm, in, in addition to being a First Amendment uh, absolutist, I also believe in the importance of content-neutral rules, right? Um, and being applying those rules consistently. And it's why I'm kind of excited if Elon Musk ends up taking control of Twitter, he's going to do what I've been arguing should be happening at places like ESPN, which is put your policy in place but don't punish someone for not having left-wing opinions while promoting people for having left-wing opinions. If your policy is no one can ever talk about politics at all, all we want you to have an opinion on in your public life is sports. If you're being paid millions of dollars and you want to take that deal, you can take that deal. But don't fire Kurt Schilling because he questions a transgender bathroom bill while simultaneously promoting people who uh, falsely allege that the don't say gay bill in Florida, which is really the parental rights bill, is saying something that it isn't, and you're allowing a moment of silence on your broadcast network for it. So really all I want, you're right, you're, you're, you should have a right to far left-wing opinions, and people should have a right to far right-wing opinions, but the policy should be content neutral. And what Sage Steele is pointing out with her lawsuit is that isn't the case. And I believe that's a significant battle that needs to be fought in sports media 
which has been overtaken by this tiny minority of super woke journalists who do not reflect the overall vast majority of fan opinion. Well, I think she's super brave. I, I'm a fan of hers. Is it so you're banned from both CNN and ESPN? Is that right? <laughs> That's correct. I'm the only person in America. I'm proud of you, Clay. Of, uh, that is not allowed to appear on either CNN or uh, ESPN. That's hilarious. Uh, you see, so you talk about this sort of like distortion that's happened uh, in in sports news. Is that why you started Outkick back in 2011? No, not actually. It's what Outkick has become. But in 2011, I started Outkick uh, because I was uh, I, I, I was a huge sports fan. I had worked at uh, at CBSSports.com. I had worked at Deadspin before Deadspin went crazy. Uh, and I had worked at uh, Fan House. So I, I worked at three different big sports media companies. I felt like I knew what people wanted to read and that that wasn't being uh, covered by the average, uh, the average sports site out there. Uh, so I, I was comfortable taking a risk, starting a business. Um, and initially, you know, sports had not gone crazy in 2011 when I started OutKick. Uh, so most of your big sports debates were about realignment, uh, about you know what the college football playoff might look like in the years ahead. Uh, there were a lot of sports-related sports debates, uh, but we hadn't turned into this uber-woke, super-political universe. That has just been tracked by OutKick, and increasingly what I saw was without OutKick, there was nobody making the arguments that I was making. And so uh, our influence is huge because, you know, we cover sports for the 75 or 80 percent or more of sports fans who, for instance, don't believe that a biological man who decides to identify as a woman should be able to compete and win women's athletic events. Like the, the idea that OutKick is almost the only sports outlet that is covering this and saying, hey, you know what, men should compete against men and women should compete against women is to me a testament of how broken the overall sports media ecosystem is. But that's where we've been led by the direction of sports media, which I think has been very influenced by social media. Uh, but when I started in 2011, I never, I never would have thought, hey, the greatest women swimmer of all time is going to be a dude. Uh, I just, I mean, that was so far outside the bounds of, uh, of any kind of legitimacy that I never would have seen us getting here. Also, it's cool because, uh, well, you sold it to Fox, so congrats on being rich. But what's neat about it is I, 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 saw, <laughs> I saw what you wrote about the sale, and you, you talked about kind of coming from humble beginnings and that, you know, they're son of two parents who never made 50000 in a year, only in America, indeed, you wrote. So, I mean, that's got to be pretty big. I, I'm sure your parents are proud to, to, you know, proud of you. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, it's, it's great to be in a position where if I didn't ever want to have to work again, I don't ever have to work again. Um, that gives you some degree of, uh, of personal freedom. But the reality is every single day I jump out of bed excited to get to do what I do. Um, and, you know, there's always that discussion hey, what would you do if you won a lottery? Uh, I, I think a lot of people have that discussion in their lives. You know, um, what would you do the next day? Uh, I basically have, right? I think I've won the lottery in life with what I've been able to do. And I think you're in a really good spot. My argument had always been, and it's now true, in an ideal world, you would like your job so much that if you won a lottery, you would just keep doing it. 
And, I, you know, that's what I feel like I've done, and that's what I'm doing. So, uh, you know, you're in a good spot when you don't have to work to pay a mortgage or to help raise your kids. You've taken care of that, but you still love what you do so much that you're going to keep doing it. Um, and that's that's where I am right now. Well, that's an awesome place to, to be in. So, you know, uh, congratulations to you. It's amazing. You had you, mentioned Will Thomas, now known as Leah Thomas. You know, what's the point of sports if dudes can just pretend to be girls so they can win titles and championships? I mean, look, if if the reason why we have men's and women's sports segregated in the first place is because, let's be honest, women would not ever win any championships if men and women competed in a co-ed competition, right? And they wouldn't even really make the finals, right? Or even be in the close proximity. And that's not me taking a shot at women's athletes. It's acknowledging that biology is real. Um, And so that is a decision that we made as a society intelligently, you know, hundreds of years ago. uh, And certainly that we have allowed to come to full fruition here in America where women have more success and more opportunity and more achievement than ever has existed anywhere else in the world. And so are we going to destroy that by allowing men? You know, one of the scary quotes uh, that was out there, one of the pen swimmers or one of the women who was a teammate of, uh, of this transgender swimmer said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing her quote, so I may not get it exactly right, but told OutKick, uh, I hope if I grow up and have kids, they're all boys because right now it's one transgender swimmer but eventually it's going to be many more and women's athletics is not going to exist anymore. And think about how awful that is for any girl out there who, you know, you know how hard you have to work to become a college swimmer. You're starting at five or six years old, typically early in the morning, grinding away as hard as you can to achieve one of the highest levels of success imaginable, which is swimming at a collegiate level. And you're then going to these girls and these women who have spent their whole lives performing and and preparing for this moment. You're going to allow a man who decides he identifies as a woman to set all-time records in their sports and to beat them and to be considered a champion. It's just not right. And everybody has to make a choice, right? Much of life is about making choices. And so if you are a fan of sports, you have to decide do I believe that women's sports should be made up of women and that the champions in those sports should be female? Or do I believe that uh, men who identify as women should be able to compete against them? You can't pick both. You have to pick a side. And this is why so many people are pretending this story doesn't exist because they're afraid in my industry that if they say, oh, I only support women athletes being able to compete, that they're going to be called anti-transgender. And they're afraid that if they support uh, transgender athletes being able to compete, they're going to be called anti-woman. Well, (laughs) you're going to have to pick a side. And my side is pretty clear, and I've been as transparent about it as I can possibly be. I believe women's sports should be made up exclusively of biological women, period. No, I agree. And I just want to be on the side of common sense and the truth. But the whole point of this podcast, it also rhymes with my last name. So that works, too. But yeah, (laughs) very creative. But but we also but all this woke crap has really, you know, poisoned sports and really poisoned a lot of the fun of it. I mean, just recently you look at this Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson 
saga. So you've got a guy, Tim Anderson, for the folks at home, White Sox player. He's black. He had previously referred to himself as today's Jackie Robinson in a a Sports Illustrated uh, interview. So then Josh Donaldson, who is white, he plays for the Yankees. He jokingly referred to him, to Anderson, as Jackie, something that he had called himself. And now Josh Donaldson is on the receiving end of suspension, fines, uh, and, you know, with future being uncertain. Does that make any sense to you, Clay? No, and I think a lot of times what I try to do is say, let's take away the race-related components to this story, right? Um, just take it away because so many people are committed to whatever their angle is on race relations that they can't think rationally. So let's just say, Lisa, that I called myself uh, the next Babe Ruth, right? And I was a great Major League Baseball player. And I had just come into the league. Comparing yourself to someone of incredible historical relevancy, one of the greatest to ever do something, is an incredibly cocky move to make, right? Like, if you're a brand-new quarterback and you called yourself the next Tom Brady uh, the first time that you stepped onto the field in the NFL or in college, other people would react to that comment, right? And if you – let's use it for football examples. If you got sacked, uh, and had a four-interception game, it's likely that one of your opponents would be like, hey, good game, Tom Brady, right? Because you called yourself Tom Brady, and then you went out and you performed in a different fashion. They're going to talk about you as branding yourself the next Tom Brady. If I called myself the next Babe Ruth, it's not crazy to think that on a Major League Baseball field, somebody might gently mock me by calling me Babe on the field, Right. That wouldn't be racist. That would be using my own words uh, in a way to make fun of me, right? Like, if anyone should be being talked about in this story to me, it's, uh, it, it's the idea that you're the next Jackie Robinson. What? You're comparing yourself to the guy who integrated baseball? Like, what are you doing that is anywhere near the level of significance to what, uh, to what Jackie Robinson did? So – if anybody deserves to be made fun of and ridiculed in this scenario, it's the guy who in 2019 decides to label himself the next Jackie Robinson uh, because you're doing what exactly? I mean, that's the crazy part to me. If anything, it's super disrespectful of Jackie Robinson for a player in 2019 to compare himself to Jackie Robinson, whether he's black or white. And by the way, taking it outside of baseball, do you know what, Leah Thomas is uh, is claimed that's been written was saying that that the transgender athlete Leah Thomas was the Jackie Robinson of women's swimming. That to me is an insult, right? Like that should be called out. But at least there is something different, something new that that person is representing. I've also heard Michael Sam uh, called the Jackie Robinson of the NFL. Uh, because he was a gay, the first gay player, I believe, to come out. All of these are insults, insults to me, in my opinion, to Jackie Robinson, because his significance was so much more uh, uh, of an issue and so much more of a challenge than what these guys are dealing with. But if anybody's going to be ridiculed, it should be the guy who's comparing himself to Jackie Robinson in 2019. 
No, that's such a great point. And, and I think a lot of people look at this stuff and they realize it's, you know, it's all BS. I mean, you look at the NBA, they do all this stuff on Black Lives Matter, all this crap about, you know, social justice, whatever, whatever. And then we see a report that NBA owners have invested over or more than $10 billion in communist China as the country quite literally wages a genocide against the Uyghur population. Yeah, look, and not only that. Uh, the NBA pulled its all-star game out of Charlotte because of a transgender bathroom bill, but they are going to play games in the United Arab Emirates where if you're gay, you can be put to death. I don't begrudge, Lisa. I've said this for a long time. If businesses want to maximize profits by doing business in as many different countries in the world, and they want to say, look, we uphold American values in in our country, but American values don't govern China or Saudi Arabia or, uh, or the UAE or wherever you're going, right? But we're going to try to bring our product to those countries nonetheless. So long as they comply with American law uh, in the United States and are following laws of other countries, that's fine with me. I'm never going to begrudge a capitalistic organization for embracing capitalism. But when you lecture me, and let me give you an example, the WWE does events in Saudi Arabia. That's fine with me, right? Because the WWE is trying to do the best events that they can in the United States and Canada and Australia and Europe, wherever they're doing events, right? Uh, I'm not going to be upset at the WWE for going to Saudi Arabia, even though Saudi Arabia has human rights laws that are different than what exists in the United States. But when you pull the all-star game out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and lecture Americans over transgender-related uh, laws in individual states, when you put uh, left-wing slogans on your jerseys uh, and literally write Black Lives Matter on the basketball court uh, during uh, the NBA season, and then you're going to the UAE where uh, gay men and women can be put to death, I'm sorry, the hypocrisy is so staggering that it has to be called out. You can't have one policy in America and an entirely different one in the rest of the world when you're lecturing us all on how awful America is. And that's why I get so fired up. Stay with us. We've got to take one more break and then back with Clay Travis. Don't miss it. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. So I wanted to ask you, I saw that in 2016, you voted for Gary Johnson. In 2020, you voted for Trump. What changed for you? It's a really good question. And, I, and I've written and talked a, a lot about uh, my evolution in terms of my own political uh, opinions. Uh, but to me, and, and I wrote, I was, I think, the only person in sports media, basically, who came out. I wrote a long piece about why I was going to be voting for Donald Trump in 2020. I didn't know. Uh, what to expect. I was obviously not happy in 2016 with either Hillary or Trump as candidates. I thought that entire year uh, in that campaign was a total mess. Uh, and I have a lot of libertarian beliefs. And so I was willing to vote for a libertarian. Now, partly, let me say this, I don't really think anybody should vote libertarian in 2024 or 2022 uh, who lives in a state where you know what the outcome of your race is already going to be. I live in Tennessee, right? Donald Trump, I knew, was going to win in 2016. My vote for president really didn't matter. Um, 
if you live in Georgia or Nevada or Wisconsin or Michigan or Pennsylvania or maybe New Mexico uh, and uh, Arizona and you're voting libertarian, you, to me, are failing to make a choice that is significant. I don't think we talk enough about the fact that even based on the numbers that are out there, Trump would have won with ease if libertarians had not been on the ballot, right? Um, And you look at the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who cast their vote in those battleground states for a libertarian candidate. uh, I think you made an awful choice, and I think you're seeing it with Joe Biden. But the things that I care about the most, the most, Lisa, are uh, a full flourishment of the First Amendment, standing up to China, uh, individual uh, liberties as it pertained to COVID. By the time we got to 2020, I was I was all in. And, and, a, and a, there's a lot of different transition points. But for me, the point where I said I can't support any Democrat anymore, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings were really big for me in 2018. Uh, I, I went to law school. I've got a legal uh, degree, so I'm familiar pretty well, certainly, with the process of selecting Supreme Court justices. The Democrats have gone so far left wing uh, that I, I feel a lot like Elon Musk when he when he shared that meme of himself not really having moved. And you've gone from, you know, over the course of 20 years, Lisa, I've gone from a little bit left of center to like a right winger. Uh, And it's not because I've necessarily moved very much in terms of what I believe. It's because the Democrats have lost their minds and have gone so far left wing. So when you're talking about transgender, when you're talking about people testifying in Congress that men can get pregnant and have babies. uh, And when you're talking about, uh, you know, nine month uh, abortions being okay, uh, or, you know, there's jokes that justify somebody being able to be attacked on stage, which is what they're saying now about Dave Chappelle or even that comedians can't make jokes that make people uncomfortable. Uh, cancel culture, identity politics, embrace, which is what the uh, Democrat Party represents. I fundamentally reject all of that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm frankly stunned that anybody could be happy to have voted for Joe Biden based on what the first 18 months have been. I said today on the show, Lisa, um, you know, I got lectured for a long time about being on the wrong side of history by a lot of left-wingers. They'd wag their fingers at me for being a Trump supporter. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, I'm a, I was a history major. I may in a different world have ended up getting my PhD in history. I'm a, I'm a huge American history buff. These people who lectured us about being on the wrong side of history right now have voted for the worst president in 100 years. Uh, I think you have to go all the way back to Her- Herbert Hoover to point to a president that's been as disastrous this uh, point in their presidency as Joe Biden has been. Um, are, are all those people now recognizing yet that they're on the wrong side of history, that they've been lecturing us? Donald Trump in 2020 would have been an infinitely better choice than Joe Biden. And we've only had 18 months. And that's already, I think, a virtual certainty. No, I mean, it's really scary. I, I, I knew Joe Biden would be bad, but I didn't realize anything could be this bad this quickly. It's it's actually... Yeah, we'd be airlifting in baby formula? I mean, even humanitarian the worst case scenario, aid. I never saw anybody arguing that. It's almost a shame, you know, just, well, one, saying what he did in Afghanistan and then obviously saying us take humanitarian aid from Europe. It's like we're, we're turning into a third world country under Biden. It's just it's sad to see is obviously two people who love this country to just see the deterioration. It's really sad. You know, and we've got a sidekick, Kamala Harris. I want to play this clip from her real quick and then get your thoughts on it. 
You know, when we talk about our children, I know for this group, we all believe that when we talk about the children of the community, they are the children of the community. And she was talking about, uh, you know, baby formula and, and trying to get it in the U.S. You know, has there ever been a better communicator? Joe Biden might have picked the only worse communicator than him to be his vice president. And I think this is honestly, Lisa, a little bit emblematic of what one party rule does. Kamala Harris has never really been challenged because she came out of California. Right. Um, and this is a result, I think, of how awful she is at her job and at communication, um, the likes of which I'm not sure that we've ever seen. And I was one of those people who believed when Joe Biden came into office that the idea was clearly that he was going to be a one term guy and hand the reins to Kamala and ride off into the sunset as an 82 year old would typically do. Uh, Biden's been far worse than I expected, but Kamala has been much worse than I expected, even worse than Biden. And I think that's why Democrats right now are panicking, because what I refer to as, you know, we had the already weekend at Bernie's presidency of Joe Biden. Um, They're going to maybe have to try weekend at Bernie's, too, and drag him across the finish line again. I don't think it's going to work because I think Biden is so mentally deteriorated. I think most people can see it. Um, But this idea is just uh, it's scary that we've gotten here. And I always say. I don't root for a president to be incompetent, um, even if he has different policies than I might uh, want to have advocated for, because ultimately we all bear the cost. I think Ukraine invasion happened because there was no respect for Joe Biden anywhere in uh, in Vladimir Putin's mindset. Um, I think what happened in Afghanistan happened because Joe Biden is so weak um, and that China will and already is taking advantage of us as much as they possibly can based again on Joe Biden's incompetence. So uh, I've said before, again, this is coming with a sports analogy. Um, You know, it feels like the Biden administration, Lisa, is tanking for the overall number one draft pick, uh, except when you tank for the overall number one draft pick, there's at least a beneficial goal. I'm not sure what the beneficial goal here is. And, I don't even know who you would select from the Biden administration and say, hey, in this entire cabinet, I would pick insert name here. He or she seems like they might be competent as president. I can't even think of one. Well, it's like picking the tallest midget, you know. Is there anything else you want to leave us with uh, before we go? It's just that despite all the negativity of some of this conversation, I'm actually a huge optimist. Um, and, And the reason why I say that is, I think when you study American history, you have a great deal of humbleness when it comes to understanding how much the passions of the moment can often, in retrospect, uh, hide us from the general trajectory of the country, which I do think moves in a positive direction. And the the example I'll use, we know 2022 and 2024 are going to be hard-fought, perilous, fraught with difficulty in general. But I just want to remind everybody, we had an election during the Civil War, and we had an election during World War II. Uh, And we were able to uh, do the 1864 and in 1944, uh, two different elections in probably the midst of the most tumultuous times in our nation's history. Uh, I am confident that eventually we're going to come through this 
And I think the historical analogy I would bring to bear now is Biden is Jimmy Carter in the context that the only reason Jimmy Carter got elected was Watergate. The only reason Joe Biden got elected was COVID. He sold the American population on the idea that he would solve COVID. I think what we've seen certainly is that was a lie. No politician was going to solve COVID. Uh, And just as Jimmy Carter got kicked to the curb, I think what we are ready for is probably 20 years of normalcy. Um, And we had Ronald Reagan that rose up to beat Jimmy Carter. I think there will be a Ronald Reagan like 1980 and 1984 over the next and then maybe 88 as well uh, over the next several years. Because if you remember, Bill Clinton won in 92 and in uh, 96, basically running as a Republican. So from 1980 uh, to effectively Obama in 2008, over a quarter century, we basically had normalcy governing in America. I think there's a great craving for that. And I think that's where we're headed uh, with 2022 and 2024 on the horizon. Clay Travis, this has been a smart and very fun conversation. You're a busy man, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on the show as well, the Clay and Buck Show. We'll have to get you on again. Uh, You were great. Keep up the good work. So that was fun. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. You know, Clay Travis has obviously been immensely successful in the world of media, but he's a really smart, really funny guy. Uh, I thought it was a ton of fun. I hope you guys at home enjoyed it. I appreciate you all listening every Monday, every Thursday, The Truth with Lisa Booth. Don't forget to go rate us five stars on Apple. Leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to my producer, John Cassio, for working so hard to bring this show together. See you guys next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, this new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? 
because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.